0: Marvel Fury. Today we have a special Star Wars episode because, as you know, today is May the Fourth. So I'd also like to say May the Fourth be with you all.
1: I don't. I don't get it.
0: It's fourth instead of force.
1: Oh, so this is like nerdness for uh, for like Christmas, but nerdness for you uh, for you Star Wars and Marvel people out there, eh?
0: Yes, indeed.
1: Yes, May the Fourth. Be with you. I saw and heard about May the 4th everywhere today. I cannot believe how popular it is.
0: Well, I mean, it's basically National Star Wars Day. Um, the pun repeated over and over again. Uh, and everyone just honestly just goes crazy about Star Wars. It might as well just be called National Star Wars Day.
1: It's It's pretty amazing. So the first Star Wars came out in 1977 year I was born, and they probably had no idea when that movie came out that 43 years later, like you said, there's basically a national holiday for it. I saw jokes about it on late night comedy shows. uh, Yesterday, I saw it on sports highlights being referenced. And then several radio stations this morning tooting around at work. Everyone was making May the 4th references. So why don't we get into a little bit of Star Wars chat here? Because technically it's under the Marvel slash Disney banner.
0: Well, yeah, exactly. Personally, I'm a big Star Wars fan. I've seen all the movies. I've seen the majority of most of the shows. So um, a Star Wars episode only seemed fitting to do on today.
1: But before we get going, I think last episode you briefly touched on the fact that we've done, this is our 24th episode, and you're just past your one year anniversary mark of the show, and you wanted to say something.
0: Uh, i just like to thank everyone. Um, who supported us for this whole one year, and also for our total listens and like plays on the podcast, we've hit a thousand plays in total over all of our episodes. So I just like to thank you for the support from this past year.
1: So if if you owe me a dollar per listener, you owe me a thousand dollars since I I basically carry the show.
0: Well, that's gonna be a problem <laughs> now, isn't it? <laughs>
1: I'm only joking. Uh, yeah, so that's awesome. So one year anniversary of of uh, of Marvel Theory. Good for you, Charlie. Oh, and so just before we get into Star Wars, I have to ask you a question too. Because I saw this t-shirt yesterday. The Rock was wearing it. Um, so The Rock obviously has Hawaiian roots. He was raised in Hawaii. And I saw him wearing a shirt that says... Does pineapple belong on pizza? Go.
0: No, it does not, okay? It does not belong on pizza. It's too sweet for pizza. I love pineapple, but on pizza, just it doesn't fit. It's too sweet.
1: Totally agree. Pineapple, pizza, eh. No, I totally agree with you on that one. Okay, so Star Wars. Few questions for you as we as we jump into our May the Fourth episode here. Your favorite character of any Star Wars movie?
0: Darth Vader, hands down.
1: Always oh, got to go with the villain, huh? Your typical older sibling.
0: I know, but look, Darth just Darth Vader's so cool. He's so iconic. It's it's hard not to like him.
1: Okay, your favorite—it's got to be something with older siblings, I think. Always going with the villains. <laughs> um, your favorite scene from any Mar- from any Star Wars movie. Your favorite scene.
0: Ooh, this one's hard. Um, probably the scene in Revenge of the Sith at the end when Obi Wan Kenobi goes, "It's over, Anakin. I have the high ground." It's just an iconic line.
1: I do not recall that one at all. If it was from the first three, I would know it. But those ones I don't really know that well. Shocker. It's
0: probably one of the most iconic lines.
1: Um, Your favorite movie? Your favorite Star Wars movie?
0: My favorite movie is The Empire Strikes Back.
1: Oh, Knuckles. We agree on that one. Well done. Good choice. Uh, your favorite machine or weapon?
0: Hmm, favorite machine or weapon. Ah, uh, hmm. think I'm gonna have to go with a lightsaber. Honestly, they're just so iconic and they're cool, and I would love to have an actual lightsaber. I'm pretty sure actually someone in Canada in, like, invented a working lightsaber.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Do you remember our lightsaber story from Disney World?
0: Oh, yeah. Where, that was the one with Bino, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so my little sister, she wanted a lightsaber because we went to Disney World a couple years back when we were younger, and we got to pick out one thing. I picked out this, like, art R2-D2 hat with Mickey Mouse ears but she got a lightsaber and she left it behind on a bench and lost it.
1: Within five minutes.
0: So then we had to go back because she was obviously upset and we got her another one and I'm pretty sure she lost that one too.
1: And then uh, tell the listeners when you both were involved in the Star Wars show at Disney.
0: Oh, So at Disney they do this little thing where they like give the kids
1: Hold on, hold on. It's not a little thing. It's a massive, <laughs> bloody production. You know, like a huge stage event. Continue.
0: So they do this big thing with a bunch of kids a couple times a day, where they take a group of kids and they sort of do Jedi training with lightsabers. Um, <laughs> so me and my sister did this, we were up on the stage, and we had to like practice a bunch of moves, and eventually Darth Vader and I think it was Kylo Ren came out, to do the lightsaber battle. Well it was really hot this day and my sister was not doing good. So as soon, so as soon as uh, Darth Vader walks out, my sister throws up everywhere and immediately the Kylo Ren and Darth Vader, they go right back in to the tunnel they came out of. It was so funny.
1: So if you're ever confronted by Kylo Ren or Darth Vader, just make yourself puke, because they retreated so quick. Georgia actually was the best Jedi on that stage.
0: Hands down, hands down, Jedi Master.
1: Okay, so that's our that's our. Uh, oh, and then last one, last one for uh, for Star Wars for our May the Fourth uh, questions here. Your favorite goblin? So you know they have all those cool goblins and creatures when you walk in when. Uh, Han Solo walks into the bars, and they're sitting around drinking beers and playing cards. Mm-hmm. Your favorite goblin, or alien, or one of those crazy characters.
0: Hmm. Um. Oh, this this is another hard one. Uh, you know what? I know. There's a there's these um, I forget the name of the species, but. They kind of look like fish, and they work for the like the Republic, and they're all like the captains of these ships. They look like fish to me, and I just find that's really funny. The ones with like, the big eyes and the big heads, their faces are like red, and they work on the ships with the rebels.
1: Okay, I know who you mean. There, um, there's there's a lot of them. I know. In that It's very creative, Star Wars, which is probably the reason why 43 years later... Um, it's still a huge, iconic brand and in, in pop culture, and they've got pretty cool music. That that uh, you know they they seem to hit, they hit everything right. Cool cool actors, cool music, cool goblins, cool weapons, space. What's your favorite airplane or your favorite uh, aircraft from from Star Wars?
0: Um. I'd have to say the X wings. I just think they're cool. They just look so slick, and I think it would be fun to ride in one. Cause I just imagine how fast would those things be.
1: Those are the uh, the good guys' uh, airplanes.
0: Yes. Okay,
1: what's the what's the one that Darth Vader flies?
0: Uh, he flies a Tie Fighter.
1: Gotcha. And what's the one that? Um Chewy Chewbacca flies.
0: The Millennium Falcon. That's
1: one I want to fly on.
0: How do you not know the name of the Millennium Falcon?
1: I have the Millennium Falcon somewhere. You do? I do, yeah. I think it's at uh, Nanda's house. I, I should get that. I don't think she wants to give it back because it's worth a fortune. <laughs> but we'll have to, I'll have to dig that out and show you. So that's our Star Wars chat. So good for Star Wars. Cool brand. Cool. Uh, Cool institution in pop culture, Star Wars. So happy May the 4th, Charlie. And tomorrow is May the 5th. Or May the instead of May the, May the Sith, May the 5th. <laughs> I, 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 heard, I heard that today on the radio on some cheesy joke. Did you know that tomorrow is May the 5th?
0: Oh, boy. I, know, I, think, I think the Star Wars fans are just trying to extend this as long <laughs> as possible, which I'm all for.
1: Yes. Now, uh, also released... On Disney Plus. We'll stick with Disney Plus here. I know it's not exactly Marvel, but still under the same umbrella.
0: Wait, actually, I have something to, something else to say about releasing on Star Wars real quick. Sure. Um, re- soon, actually really soon, Disney Plus is going to be releasing, um, dropping a new show called The Bad Batch, which is supposed to take place during the Clone Wars. Um, so that's, I'm pretty, That's coming out today or like sometime this week, but, uh, that's been pumped up for like a while now. So that's coming out relatively soon. So that's to be excited for.
1: And what's that one called?
0: The Bad Batch.
1: The Bad Batch. Yeah. Now, what characters will be in that, that the general person would know, such as myself?
0: To be honest, um, probably not many. Cause these are sort of like characters that like haven't really had the spotlight. That's why they're sort of creating the show.
1: So they take maybe like that alien creature that you tried to describe earlier and you couldn't remember sort of what it was but so they'll take some like a character like that and give it its own show and and expand on it.
0: Yeah, so the bad batch was um it's going to be an animated show similar to how the Clone Wars animated TV series was. Um, And the Bad Batch are sort of referenced in that show, but they're sort of basically a group of clones who are sort of different than the others. And once Order 66 is put in place, which is the order to kill all the Jedi, they're sort of going rogue and on their own thing, kind of on the run from the Empire. So that's sort of going to be the basis of the show.
1: Very cool. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, Charlie. There's lots to talk about here this week Uh, in coordination with Earth Day. Disney Plus released a four-part series called Secrets of the Whales, and I know I got through all four. I think you got a third one so far, and um, what were your comments and thoughts on that show?
0: Uh, commented thoughts, I learned so much. Like, who knew whales were such in-depth creatures? Like, honestly, you have to watch it. Like, according to the show, like, there's these so, they're really social animals. They have their own communities and cultures and languages. Like, it's honestly insane. Like, who knew whales were, like, so complex this way?
1: I completely agree. I'm a sucker for any animal documentary, as you know, or National Geographic documentary. And those four episodes were absolutely unbelievable. So they follow orcas, belugas, humpbacks, and sperm sperm whales. whales. And unbelievable. All four episodes are are amazing. And James Cameron was the director of uh, of that and highly, highly, highly uh, recommended. Now, do you remember your whale experience in the wild
0: uh yeah um once again like a couple years i was young we went to hawaii and we wanted this boat to go um whale spotting and we actually saw two i'm pretty sure it was like a mother and her baby and that was so cool i remember we saw the tops and we saw them like blow air out of their blowholes. oh it was so cool
1: and then we saw the remember the two bottlenose dolphins that started jumping in the boat wake
0: To be honest, I don't remember that.
1: No. Yeah, so when we were in the boat, these dolphins um, came jumping in the wake. But I can tell you a funny story about the whales on that. Do you want to hear it? Go for it. Okay, so we're in Hawaii. We've done this big trip uh, with relatively young kids, and we get to the beach. And all week, we're at this beach, which is free because it's a beach. And it's like a two-minute walk and we see all these humpback whales, like pods of humpback whales, the entire time from the beach. And then we get this great idea that we should go whale watching. So we drive about 45 minutes around the ocean to, to this uh, port, hop on a boat, and the boat basically took us about 300 yards out from where we were sitting on the beach to watch the whales from the exact same distance that we could see the whales at from the beach.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we paid money to go see whales when we were already watching them.
1: It was about a six-hour day, because it was about a 45-minute drive there, 15-20 minutes to get on the boat, 15-20 minutes to get off the boat, 45-minute drive back, and then it was, you know, three, three three-and-a-bit-hour boat (laughs) quote-unquote tour to the exact spot that we were watching The Whales from all week. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of funny. Now, Marvel, right on topic here. Marvel on NBA, TSN4. Shout out, DJ Storm, AKA our favorite TSN employee. TSN4 last night had the New Orleans Pelicans playing the Golden State Warriors. And it was a special broadcast because it was all Marvel. Tell us about that broadcast.
0: So the whole broadcast, holy cow, it was like super cool. Like the score, like the, because as you know, when you're watching sports, at the bottom they of the score, they styled it like a comic. They had all these effects going on like every time someone scored. So it was pretty cool. And also the bonus thing that was sort of going on for the event was six players were selected, each quote unquote sponsored by a Marvel superhero. I remember Steph Curry was like sponsored by like or like sort of like being cheered on by Captain Marvel. Um, a Draymond Green by Doctor Strange, so and so. So there were six players and the six of them were competing. And for every um, and for every shot they got, for every rebound they made, I'm pretty sure for every of assist they got a point. But every time they missed a shot or had Made a turnover, they lost a point, point. and these points were called hero points. At the end, whoever had the most hero points um, would win a prize. Uh, if, I think it was like to speak to like the the actual Avengers, like to the actors and whatnot. Um, and also, the winning team, everyone on the team who was competing for the hero points would get ten hero points. So it was it was a pretty fun competition because it had just added to the competitiveness of the game.
1: Yeah, and Draymond Green. Won the um, arena's hero of the game, and I think we're gonna see that in all sports that we watch now. Um, you're gonna have your traditional broadcast for the traditional sports fan, and then you're gonna see affiliations with Marvel. Dare I say it? <coughs> DC <laughs> and um, and other, you know, maybe Roblox, maybe Minecraft. And the whole broadcast be themed because there's no way you would watch the Pelicans and Warriors on a Monday night at seven thirty on T S N four. Yeah. But because they did this really cool thing with all these Marvel graphics and had a game within a game and and whatnot, it attracted a younger audience and that was um I think we're gonna see that in all the major sports, so that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it was a pretty cool event that happened. Yeah, and the goal of obviously is to attract new fans to uh, the sport. And honestly, I enjoyed it. Like personally, like basketball is fine. Like I'll watch it, but this game, like I thought, it was a bit more fun to watch because it was also the anticipation of who's gonna win that arena hero award.
1: Unfortunately, I did not see too much of it. We were sitting here at the bar, where we do our podcast, and it was on the bar TV. But I was looking to my left watching Cole Caulfield score an overtime winner versus the Toronto Maple Leafs for his second career overtime winner in three games. Is that good? Go Habs go. Okay, sorry. I got sidetracked. Um, Take that, Lee fans. Um, Sticking with Marvel, they came out with some dates uh, for movies, shows, all kinds of stuff they're releasing because... What we see here in the United States is COVID numbers going down and places returning to normal, which is super hype. We've got movie theaters opening, amusement parks opening. The light is at the end of the tunnel here, and Marvel is just throwing dates out left, right, and center. So if that doesn't get everybody jacked up, that we're getting back to normal here, uh, nothing will. So, Charlie, Marvel dates. What do we got here coming up?
0: Okay. Black Widow is being released on July 9th. Um, Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings is being released in September. Eternals will be released this November. Spider-Man No Way Home um, in December. Uh, The past three were in I'm pretty sure it's in twenty twenty two. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. Four Love and Thunder, May sixth, twenty twenty two. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, July eighth, twenty twenty two. And The Marvels, November eleventh, twenty
1: twenty two. So the most recent the first one that comes out is July 9th. Ninth. And what's that, Black Widow? Yes. Now, is that like a super mega blockbuster that was supposed to come out last year?
0: It was supposed to come out last year, but I think they're just going to put it on Disney Plus at this point, because people have been anticipating it forever, so they're probably going to do the things that they've done recently with the movies, where they do the premiere access, rate to pay like 30 bucks to get watch it early. Um because the theaters um haven't like they like, they haven't been opening up. But they want to release it this July. So they're just going to put it on Disney Plus, which is unfortunate cuz it's supposed to go to theaters, but hey, it, at least we're going to get the movie.
1: Exactly. And I would imagine the theaters here once uh, these vaccines still get rolling out, they appear to be working and we'll get back to normal too. So that's exciting that companies like Marvel are releasing um, releasing their content uh, once again. All right, Charlie. So episode 24, we're all wrapped up. Over 1,000 career podcast listens from your legions of fans. Uh, your everyday hero for episode 24.
0: So this is sort of a situation that's happened recently. So if you don't know, there's someone named Carl um, who's on the internet Um and and carl um he painted his nails recently because he likes to paint his nails but a bunch of people were making fun of him for painting his nails and a bunch of people were body shaming him even though carl's in great shape but people were just hating on the poor guy so carl stopped eating because he was feeling very subconscious about it so his good friend you probably know him mr beast huge influencer on social media he's good friends of carl so he Decides to take Carl up for a lunch to get him to eat again, and luckily Carl started eating again. So this week's everyday um, everyday hero is Mr. Beast for just being a good friend to Carl and helping support him through the hatred which has been people on the internet.
1: Amazing. I had never heard that story. I don't know who either of them are, but I love it. And you're absolutely right. If you haven't got anything nice to say... If you wouldn't say it to your grandma, that's a rule I've lived by. If you wouldn't say it to your grandma, keep your mouth shut.
0: Exactly.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that, Charlie. My everyday hero this week, uh, I'm going to go with this Sunday is Mother's Day. So I will say to all of the mothers that listen to Marvel Theory, happy mother's day to you and you are all my everyday heroes for being great moms on this episode of marvel theory so enjoy your sunday to all our marvel theory moms
0: so that'll just about wrap up this um episode uh once again yeah happy mother's day to everyone um hope everyone has a fantastic rest of their week And we will see you guys all next time. This is Marble Fury tuning out.